The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. Do you like it? you think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to oh, freeze Wait, up. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. What's going on, everybody? Points to the Paint Podcast. Ben Wittenstein. Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house. Ben, what's going on, man? How oh, we doing? Man. I'm doing well. Doing well. Getting towards the end of the week. It's mm-hmm. about to be Friday. It Everyone is. loves a good Friday. Loves yep. a good weekend. We've got yep. some NBA basketball tonight and over the weekend. It's uh, I'm excited. Feeling good. It's not too cold, which I love. It's still 40 degrees. A little That's chilly. cold. But it's not. You're it's tripping. not. You know, it's not 20 degrees. <laughs> no, not hell no. And windy. <laughs> Anything under 50 is cold. You, you need to tripping. go live in Florida. Is what you need. Hey, well, no, because I've been. Hold on now. Don't get it twisted. I come from the Murder Men, baby. I come from Michigan. Now, come on now, baby. It's cold. It's just as cold. Cold. Yeah, it's yeah. just as cold. If not colder. They got snow already. You yeah. see, Chicago ain't really touching no snow. Yeah, they got a, snow in Michigan already. There you so, go. So I can handle a little cold, but listen, anything under 50 is cold, Ben. You crazy. Interesting. <laughs> All right. We'll have to explore a little bit of that later on in the show, I guess. But we do have a fun one for you today. And again, appreciate everyone uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the pod, texting our uh, podcast line, 773-273-9088. I do have one of those, so we'll get to that for uh, on the hotline, of course. Love to get some text. Again, 773-273-9088. And you can uh, message us on Facebook. We're on YouTube and and everywhere you get your podcasts. But we can start it out. One big thing. uh, Boom, OBT. I don't even know if it's one big thing of the week. One big thing of the last four days, I guess, since we had that pod on Monday. But Mm -hmm. you know I always love to talk Grizzlies, and I love to talk about John Morant. So it makes sense that we got John Morant as uh, our first of the one big thing of the last four days. Yeah, triple-double, you know, to come out the gate with the win, their fourth straight win. And it was over Oklahoma City Thunder, a team that's, you know, we don't know whether or not the, the Thunder are taking just yet. We I don't know if they know what they're doing. I don't think they so either. Started, they started out, you know, doing very well. And then they kind of fizzled a little bit. And now they've been kind of below the standings in terms of, like, being under 500. But then you look on the other side, Grizzlies. They've won four in a row, 7-3 in their last mm-hmm. team being. I got this question for you. Like, are, is this team a contender or a pretender as it relates to winning the West? The Grizzlies? Yes, sir. Ooh, I, I would you know what? Before you answer that question, Ben, I just want to throw this out there. We're not doing this segment today. Okay. Never will I ever. But I just want to let you know, I took that Memphis Grizzly first quarter team total points, and they let me down. What was it? It's probably 27 and a half, 28 and a half? It was higher. It was like 30. They, they, I was it was 30 say, and a half, and they only had 27 points in the first quarter. I was a little I upset. I, I've been watching them for the past couple games that they've had first quarter, and they have they have struggled <laughs> in the first quarter. It's very weird that Grizzlies' first quarter doesn't have the heat behind it as it used to have. So I, I don't know what the issue is with them. I don't know if, you know, be – they're missing players, or I don't know if they're just off to slower starts, but it's the same players that they've had for the past year or so, and they've had success in the first quarter. I don't know what the issue is. Yeah, but no, we're gonna no have to go back to the lab. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go back to the lab and reassess. But I, I think they're contenders. Okay. I do. I think they're on the fridge of being a contender. Um, they're not Celtics level yet. Okay. I don't think any team is really Celtics, Celtics level, level yet, to be quite honest, if, right. we're being, if we're being honest with ourselves. 
But they're up there. Third in the West is yes, no they easy are. task with how good the West has been this season. They're above teams like the Nuggets and above teams who've played well like the Mavs and even the Jazz and the Trailblazers. So they have shown that they can be uh, a staying power in the West. But, I, you know, they're not in the top tier of teams just yet. They're still young. But yeah, they are. John Morant's night in and night out. The man is a, is a human highlight. He can jump out of a gym. So as long as they still have him and he remains healthy and the role players remain healthy – I think they have a shot to at least make some noise in the playoffs. Okay, I think so too. Um, they're currently third in the West yep. right now, sixteen tied and nine. for second with the Suns. Tied for second. Suns had a brutal game the other night against the Boston Celtics yeah, at home. They yeah. kind of laid an egg in that game. I was kind of surprised it was rough. that it was a blowout the way that it was because I think the spread was only like one and a half in, in favor of, I believe, Phoenix, and they go out there and get the doors blown off of them. Yep. Then it was crazy. And so we could just transition into how good the Celtics have been. We talked about it before, but they're just still rolling, and right now they're on the road. Yeah, They just beat a good Celtics team. I mean, they just beat a good Phoenix Suns team. Not just beat. Well, destroy, yeah, destroy them, embarrass them, and I mean, so we look at like what's going to be the next thing for them in this road trip, like for us to see more dominance, I guess. And we're going to talk about that Warrior Celtics game coming up, but I mean that's another test for this team. They they go on the road. They've been on the road for the past three games in a row. They're going to have another three games in a row on the road. Okay. So far, they're undefeated on this trip, and they might end the trip undefeated. That's 6-0. nice. They yeah. lost five games this season. That's it. We're going to midway through December, and they've only lost five games. The Warriors game is going to be a lot of fun, and they have to play the Clippers and the Lakers. And that Celtics-Lakers game next Tuesday is going to be a popcorn. lot of fun. Yes. That's going to be a Get popcorn, popcorn event, ready. and hopefully AD and LeBron remain healthy for that game. But, yes. I mean, the Celtics are – we talked about it on Monday. They are an unbelievable offensive force in this league right now. They hit three-point shots like none other. They take almost more threes than anyone per game. They hit more threes than anybody per game. Their defense is suffocating, and Jason Tatum's playing at an MVP level. So they have everything coming together for yep. him. And Joe Mazzulla has been a hell of a coach for him. He's been a hell of a coach. It's crazy because I thought about this the other night after we had the episode earlier this week about how, you know, you look at this team, and last year defensively the Boston Celtics were at the top of the top. And now you look at it now under Joe Mazzulla, it's the complete 180. It's the offense that has them, you know, at the top for the cream of the crop in terms of, like, the standings. And so that's something you really like to see. And everybody's been shooting e- effectively on this team in yeah. terms of from the three-point line. I saw Derek White make a shot. I saw Sam Hauser out there making buckets. He made two threes <laughs> off a the legend. bench from uh, – where did he go, Purdue? I think he went to Purdue, Joe Hauser. And so, like, you got all these got all these different bench players coming in and performing well for them. Peyton Pritchard will come in and knock down some shots for the Celtics, not even just to mention their core guys. You know, Grant Williams being perfect from the field in their last contest. So, like, it's just been so many good things going well for them offensively in terms of scoring from other players, not named Jason Tatum, not named Jalen Brown. It's fun to see. It's, it's exciting to see, and we'll see what happens if they can continue this on this road trip. Yeah, Sam Hauser went to Marquette and Marquette. Virginia. And Virginia, okay. And Virginia, two two different colleges. So it's it's nice to see that they're getting these these role players involved as well. Because as as everyone who's watched any championship team knows, you need to have role players, especially on the road. Yeah, they got to perform well on the yep. road, and that's what their current road trip right now. One hundred percent. So it is impressive. They they have one of the best offenses in the league historically, one of the best offenses of all time. Defensively, they're middle of the road, twelve, thirteenth in points given up per game. So listen, I, Celtics, if they keep doing this, six and zero on the road trip. 
I think. I think so too. Well, they can go five and one. I need the Lakers to get that one. <laughs> you want you because we gotta to keep that. We gotta make Anthony gotta make sure Anthony Davis. We get, we gotta we're gonna make sure we gotta apologize to him next week. We gotta make sure we do that. So he has to play. He's and got to play well. He, he did sit out a game. game. It was a little rough. He did sit How out a game. How much leeway we're giving him? That's the thing. But Can see, he sit out one he game? He wasn't hurt, though. Up. He was, like, sick. So, he if right. he was sick, I could, you know, it is yeah, that time true. of the year, right? We just talked about it. It is Don't that time of the year. Go get your flu shot, Anthony Davis. Yeah, you Don't know. get your flu shot. It wasn't like Jimmy <laughs> Butler, who's now missed, I think, going to miss two games because of conditioning. Did you see that? He, he's just been out because conditioning is what they listed So, he tied. So, it's like. Out of shape. If that happened to Anthony Davis, could you? Too much beer, them beer commercials. Too many, too many beers for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> That's Drinking basically what that coffee, is. Too much coffee, too much beer. Uh, what is trending? Another mm-hmm. topic, another segment we wanted to get into. And uh, your boy, little golf clap. Kawhi oh, yeah. Leonard, played, two yeah. games in a row. He played two games Kawhi in a row. Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> two games in a row. The man's back. Kawhi is back. I wasn't um, that far. Had a, had a had a game winning shot. Good for him. He did have a game winning shot, shot in the first game. Second game. He didn't get the game-winning opportunity. They went no. to overtime because Paul George missed the game with the game-winning <laughs> shot to go to secure the dub for yeah. the Clippers. He missed that shot. And so they go to OT, and they lose. Yeah. And the poor thing about it, Ben, I don't know if you saw this. You probably didn't see it, Ben. And so I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. So it's like five seconds left in the game, Ben. It's like five seconds, give or take, like okay. five and a half seconds. Clippers are inbounding the ball. They fail to get the ball inbounded. Like they failed to do so. And okay. so if you look over in the corner and you watch the video, those of you out there, make sure you go check this video out of Kawhi Leonard being extremely frustrated, being that they did not get the ball inbound and they go on and lose the game to the Orlando Magic. Amazing. Who they were 10.5-point favorites to win the game, man. It was, it was, it was tough. It was tough. So, you know, I, they have to figure out how to get Kawhi back into the string of things. They have to get the chemistry back, of course, with you know Kawhi and with Paul George and with John wall getting back in there as well at its peak the clippers can be good but again they're filled with three guys who just (laughs) don't stay healthy they do not stay healthy so i am very worried about it i think the clippers were you know they were a bit of a sexy pick going into the season as uh somewhat of a dark horse to to go through the playoffs and maybe make the finals but You know, maybe that's still their plan, and they're trying to rest John Wall. They're trying to rest Kawhi. But Struggle bus. Man, you got to get them playing at some point. You got to get that chemistry going. You have to have them figure out how to play with each other on the court. Mm-hmm. And if these guys are just going to keep missing it in and out, it's like whack a mole. They're not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> what you call it? Whack a mole. You know, one guy's out one day, one guy's out another game. You know, you can't you can't be having that. You have to have everyone play at some point a substantial amount of time together. To get the chemistry going. I just like the whack-a-mole comparison. <laughs> Got to whack them. Uh, flying under the radar. And, Zach, this is a take. This it is. is a take listen, that you put I on our sheet. To, listen, I told you earlier this week we was going to do this, so I just had to present it out there because, you know, Steve Nash, that's your man. You it know what I'm saying? Former Phoenix Sun, former yeah. Dallas Maverick, former Brooklyn Nets coach, Hall of Famer, two-time MVP. Sexiest hair in the NBA. Emphasis on the two-time MVP, though. Because Ben, let me tell you something right now. Okay. Let me give you a little game. Sure. Point guard for the Indiana Pacers, Ben, Tyrese Hallenberg. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with him. I am. He got the most win shares for the team this year, 3.1 win shares. We know he averaging over 12 assists a game, 18 points. Now, did you know those were the same stats that your man's, Steve Nash, oh, no. your man, Steve Nash, Yeah. same numbers, similar numbers, when he won MVP. So my question to you being, as mm-hmm. these stats flying under the radar for Tyrese Allen Burton, can my mans be up for MVP this year based off 
what we've seen in past NBA history. The floor is now yours, sir. I think there's a couple things that he needs to do to become more into the MVP conversation. Okay. I think one of those things needs to be he's got to be 40, 50, 90. I think that's important. Steve that's Nash fair. Is a big 40, 50, that's 90 fair. Guy. That is fair. Uh, he's he's close. That. He's close right now. He's at 38% three-point percentage. He's at 47% field goal percentage. Uh, let me see if I could look up his free throw percentage, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't think it's close to 90%. However, so I think that needs to happen. He's, right. he's got to be closer to 40, 50, 50 90. 40, 90. Here's a huge uh, he's accomplishment. 85% free throw. So he's close. Okay. He's at 38, 47, 85. Okay. So he's close. He's got a little bit of work to do. And I think the Pacers need to play a little better. I think the Pacers need to rise up the ranks of the Easter Conference a little bit, and I don't know how much they want to do that. Because if they start trading guys like Miles Turner, then they're probably going to start tanking a little bit. But there's a chance. And I think Tyrese could start becoming more part of that MVP conversation as the season goes on if he continues to kind of push up against 40-50-90 and if the Pacers continue to be a decent and good team in the Eastern Conference. So I think those two things need to happen. The stats alone are really impressive. He's been a really good and impressive player. And the, the Pacers are a fun team to watch, and it's a big part because of him. But I wouldn't say he's an MVP oh, candidate just yet. All right. Now, let me try to persuade you a little bit. Just a little bit. Let me try to persuade you. Okay. Now, if you look in the rundown, you see last year to start the season, we're 25 games in in the season, by the way. So we're 25 games in. Last year, 25 games in, they were 10 and 15. This year, they have a winning record, 13 and 12. It's only one game above 500. Yep. But it's it's serviceable. It's a, yeah. it's a winning record, it right? Is. And that's because of Tyrese Hallenberg. And so it my is. question again to you is, if the season turns around for this team, right, mm-hmm. why can't that be the case for a Tyrese Hallenberg to be in that MVP conversation if he helps turn the team's winning around? 100%. And I, I think you're 100% right. He should be a top – at least a top 10 candidate if that happens, if the Pacers remain in – Just considerable. Just, just, yeah, consider. just considerable. Because, I, again, you look at some of these guys that are going to be MVP candidates. Tatum's probably number one. Right. Giannis is playing his, his butt off. Yep. Excuse my language. <laughs> but he's playing his butt off in Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, the guy's, I think, what, eight straight 30-plus point games? He's ridiculous. He's an unbelievable human being basketball player. So right. he's got to be in the MVP conversation. Um, I mean, I, there's there's probably a number of other guys that I'm missing out on. Luca, could, Steph, I mean, Luca's always going to be in there. Steph's always your boy be Jokic, the doy boy. Uh, Jokic is being in there. I mean, even hell, guys like Donovan Mitchell too have been okay. I mean, he's talk played, about he, it. He played incredible against the Lakers. He did uh, in Cleveland. He needs to obviously, of course, stay healthy, but he's averaging close to 25 points a game, four and a half assists. The guys putting up really good numbers for a really good Cleveland team. So they're third in. They're third guys, in the guys like that, I think, could also be part of the MVP conversation, but. And, and and the Pacers do tend to get overlooked. The Pacers absolutely do tend yeah. to get overlooked in any NBA conversation because they're stashed there in the middle of Indiana. <laughs> There's the Pacers, so I understand that. But I, I think realistically, if the Pacers start to become a top five team in the Eastern Conference, you're going to start be hearing more of of Halliburton. Yeah. And the interesting thing is too, I think the really funny thing is about the Pacers is Ben Matherin. I think is getting more press than Tyrese Halliburton. Which is weird. Getting, well, it's which not is, necessarily it's weird to me. because, but it, well, you got to think about it too. Benedict Matherin, he said some things, did he not? He did. He did. He, he said did. that I, LeBron got to show me. <laughs> like He's that's talking. what he like. That's what Benedict Matherin came into this league saying as a rookie is that LeBron got to show me what he got, not the other way around. Yeah. So when you got that going for yourself, and then you go out there and you score more baskets. 
than LeBron James when you play against him. I think right. that'll kind of elevate your notoriety too if you're Benedict Mather. No, 100. percent And 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 the fact that he's you know one of the better rookies as well too. And I think that's that's one of the stats that you bring up is he's playing really well as a rookie and this is a really young team. Yep. And the Pacers are good. They they really are. I think they have an opportunity to to be a top five team, but it just depends how much they actually want to win and not want to tank. And I think that would help Tyrese if they actually start winning more and become a top five team in the East and the people will start talking about him. Yeah, they lost their last few games at four and six in their last ten. They got off to a high start. They fizzled they a little bit, but yeah. they still got a winning record twenty five games in. And it's, it's the record looks them. a lot better than what it did last season. So that turnaround being better than the Bulls. Yeah, they are better, better than, than the, the Bulls. Bulls. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, thank you. I could feel that that was heartfelt. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's do Weekend Warriors. Yes. We got two big games to preview for the weekend. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, Celtics, Golden State, that's going to be a fun one. And the Indiana Pacers playing the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Another Nets big game. For the Pacers, fourth time uh, this season. Yeah, they won two of the three. They won year. two of the last three. Um, I think this game is going to be in Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken, because the last one was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, is that I want to see what the Brooklyn Nets are going to do. Now, okay. This is so strange to me, Ben, because when you hear championship contender conversation, Brooklyn Nets don't get mentioned as often as maybe you would think, yeah. right? The Brooklyn no, Nets, and, right? And I feel like this is going to be one of those games. Now, I know it's probably the Indiana Pacers, and probably, people probably feel like, well, they're supposed to beat them. Well, they haven't, folks. Two of the last three, they've lost the Brooklyn Nets. And so I want to see what they're going to do this time around. Will they be able to tie the series overall to end, this, to end the the season series or will they lose this season series three to one and that'll be another team that you fail to get over the hump with as a team that's ascending what is it going to look like for the Nets are they descending are they staying afloat what is scenario going to be if they lose this matchup now I know it's just one game of 82 but this is a fair question to ask considering that they've lost to this team twice so far this year yeah I think you're 100% right they've looked good recently but we also talked about how good the Pacers can be if everyone stays healthy on that team. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a really fun matchup, I, I do think. And and obviously with the Celtics and the Warriors, that's you know top teams in yes. their respective conferences. And, and you have uh, – I mean, the Warriors obviously aren't literally the top of their conference, right. but they have yeah, the talent. I mean, they it's, have it's the, the talent. Warriors. They're the defending NBA champions. They still have a really good plethora of players to, to put up against the Celtics. It's going to be a huge game. Three on the road. They've already won three on the road, and they're in the middle of the road trip, so you maybe expect a little bit of fatigue or something like that, but it's the Celtics, man. They're they're going to score 65 points in the first half. That's just what they've been doing. They, <laughs> oh, they're yeah, an unbelievable yeah. first-half team. So I think that game's going to be really fun. I think it'll tell us – it'll probably tell us a little bit more about the Warriors than it will about the Celtics. I was thinking that too. Because we know what the Celtics are. If they have a bad game in the middle of a road trip, that's understandable more than the Warriors. You know, if the Warriors really come out and play well, that's a really good stopgap or it's a really good notion for them to see where oh, they yeah. stack up against some of the better teams in the league. Because they've lost two straight to go to State Warriors and they fumbled the bag against the Sacramento Kings in their last game. Yeah. You know, they. I think they were winning by four points with 13 seconds left. Mm-hmm. No, not the Kings, Utah Jazz. So Warriors lost yes, to Utah yes, Jazz. Yes. 
And they blew that game. For, they were up two possessions, 13 seconds. They go out and still manage to lose the game. Just collapse on the uh, offensive side of the ball in the final moments. No Steph, and I think no Draymond was in the game too. So they have a little, they have a little excuse, a little excuse to say, to say the least. But they're 10th right now, so they're at the bottom, the Golden State Warriors. They're at the bottom of the play-in scenario. And so this is going to be a true test for them to know where they're at in terms of – with the Boston Celtics, yeah, at see least. how they stack up. You know, that's going to really determine where they are and where they rank because right now, as you mentioned, the Boston Celtics have the best record in the league, best team probably in the NBA right now, and the Warriors are the defending champions. So this will be a finals yeah, rematch. Premier, 100%. Let's see what the people are saying. Oh, wait, what are they talking about? Let's see what some of our listeners are saying. On a hotline. There we go. We'll make that the, we'll make that the theme for the, for the segment. <laughs> Calvin Brown in Cleveland, he says, uh, funny how much better Anthony Davis and Embiid are when they aren't jacking up three-pointers and they're playing in the paint. I agree with him. 100%. Wholeheartedly. I mean, I love to see Embiid and Anthony Davis shoot threes because it's just wild when they make them, but that's not where they should be playing. As seven-footers. In the long run as (laughs) seven-footers. I mean, you got to have those guys in the paint. Now, I understand maybe putting them on the perimeter a little bit, having them shoot, stretch the floor as much as you can. Stretch the floor is cool. But – you don't want that to be a normal thing. You don't want that to be a normal thing. And as we noticed, the last 10 games for Anthony Davis that we mentioned earlier this week about how he's been more in the paint, I think, in that that run when he were going off with that for those 10 games, I believe he only attempted being 9 or 10 total three-point shots. Hallelujah. You know, so that 55 and they 17 game, he went two for three from the three-point line. Only shot three of them. And Wonder I, why he got 55 points. Because he's shooting all the points in the paint, yeah. getting to the free-throw line. And we talked about how he's knocking the free-throws down at an 80% you know, free-throw rate. So you love to see that. And then on the other side, you go out east in Philly, Joel, yeah, he probably shoots – on the perimeter a little more than Anthony Davis does as of right now so far this year being, but I still would rather like to see Joel Embiid, Doc Rivers, on the block, <laughs> in the paint, yeah. a little bit around the free throw line area. Yeah, I don't understand why he doesn't do that more, but I, I think they they're figuring out – if you want to win in the long term, you're not you shouldn't stick Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid on the perimeter. That's just not what they're used for. That's not where their strengths are, and that's not where you're gonna get the best production out of them. Yeah, and then health wise too, being you know I I can understand it sometimes. Like okay, the body takes a toll. You banging down there in the pain. You know the shoulders, the back. AD obviously got the back injury and everything like that. And so mm-hmm. from that perspective, I can understand spacing the floor out every once in a while. You know work the guys out on the perimeter. But for the most part, when y'all are seven feet, you have more skill than a lot of other players in the NBA. So why not, you know, just do your job and bang down there, get those 10, 11, 12 rebounds, AD, MB, do what you got to do on the offensive side, get your butt down there in the, on the block, on the yep. free throw line area, and go to work. We got a text from a 773 number. Uh-oh. said, whatever happened to the T-Wolves being a good team after the offseason trade? Ooh. LOL. <laughs> I think that's the appropriate way to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Man, I think they just won their last game, though. I they think did. They did. I think they won their last game. Is Come on now. Su- is it sustainable? How, it- how much is this sustainable for the Timberwolves? Right now they're 11th in the West, 12-12. and 12. They're Struggle exactly bus. a 500 team. Yeah, definition I mean, you, of mediocre. You look back at that Rudy Gobert trade. I told you. I ain't like at it. At the time, you're thinking, what the hell are they doing? I told and you. I ain't like it. No, it still doesn't make any sense. It don't and make no sense. now you can actually see it. They're, they're a 500 team. They are a 500 team pretty average i think they were doing better last year this time around than they are this year which is kind of crazy but i like the rudy gobert thing he doesn't have any offense i said it time and time again defensively 
he's out of position more often than what people think. You know, the the switching and the pick and roll and things like that. He's getting cooked by the guards, penetration off the dribble. Carly Towns, we know he struggles on the defensive end. Edwards, that's my guy. He's going to come with it on the offensive side. But defensively, he's not Defensively, come with it. he's a little struggle bus, <laughs> Yeah, man. That's, that's a rough look for Anthony Edwards. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is about the Timberwolves? They are four games out, not of the playing game. Not of the sixth seed. Uh-oh, what is it? They're four games out of the number one spot in the West. That's how crazy they're the West is. They're four games back of the Pelicans at the 11th <laughs> spot in the West. So there is still so much time to figure this out. But some hope. The, uh, there's definitely some hope. I mean, you, you go on a four or five game winning streak, and suddenly you may find yourself in the five spot in the Western Conference. Ooh, so wait. it's not like the Timberwolves are anywhere near dead, but it can't be great that the first 24 games of their season, they started out 12 and 12. Yeah, well, they got a little – a little what road trip, if you will, where they're gonna play the Portland Trailblazers twice, yeah, and then they have the Jazz, Jazz and the Clippers, OKC. Okay, so they have us. Yeah. I don't know if this schedule is favorable for them, but these opponents aren't super juggernauts where they can have the opportunity to Timberwolves to get over that five hundred, that five hundred record mark. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, we appreciate with the them text. boys. Oh yeah, we, we definitely do. appreciate Seven, that text. Trying to clown the Timberwolves. Yeah, send us text. <laughs> well, we love to discuss basketball text. 773-273-9088. Oh, yeah, just like that. And we appreciate Calvin, too, from Facebook for chiming in and, you know, bringing up that AD and Joel B because that was an interesting topic. They are. They Well, they both need to be in the paint for yeah. show for show. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. I'm Zach Bowserhouse. That was my main man's Ben Wittenstein. You can follow us on our handles respectfully, of course. And make sure you listen and follow and subscribe, rate, and review Points in the Paint podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever, of course. And you will hear from us, Ben and Zach, next week. <laughs>